Nadia, when I look at what you're doing and what you've achieved in your life, to me, you're like the definition of fulfillment. You have, you're a wonderful mom, you're fabulous, you have a great family, your lovely life in Barcelona, you're so passionate about your vocation as a journalist, um, you've so much passion and interest in social issues and being an activist online about really important issues. And I just think you've got it sussed. And then we started working together and obviously on your writing and your performance and being an artist. And my question is, do you feel music and singing is a need for you, is something that you require to feel fulfilled? Yeah, thank you, Gemma. <laughs> Those are really kind words, but partly you are under impression of social media, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this right. kind of public image will uh, <laughs> transmit it in, into the world. But the thing is, yeah, well, people, uh, they see parts of the truth, like the best part, of course. And I, I do enjoy my life a lot. And I, uh, I've been enjoying it for years now. I'm now finally a much um, happier person than I used to be when I was younger. But the thing is, when I already had it all and I didn't have music, Constantly, I had the feeling that some something important is missing, that I'm not living it half, uh, 100%. I'm not living it in full. And yeah, it changed a lot when I finally got back to pursuing the music career. <laughs> yeah. And that didn't start with me. I know that when we met, you already had um, a music, a really cool music video that you had sent me when we first had our conversation. Um, so you were getting involved, you were connecting with your music scene. How did you get going? It was very difficult, honestly, yeah. because uh, I'm not from Catalonia, not from Spain. So I'm, I'm a foreigner here, which already means... Uh, lack of connections and moreover I didn't go to any conservatory or highest music school so I didn't I didn't have this network at all and for me it was starting from scratch finding a local music school going to get some classes with them understanding that they cannot teach me anything at this level. But anyhow, that was an experience. And at least there I found some other musicians we started playing with, uh, we, we started playing together. And then gradually, step by step by step, I was just moving uh, further and further, finding, getting to know more people, searching, asking, because with all this journalist background, I'm good at, at this, you know, making new connections. So that was just the direction I took and I kept moving in it. Oh my goodness. That's such an important skill that we all need to figure out, I think, but especially in music. Um, can you, the, the networking and the connecting, can you give us some advice about that? Like how is it that you're just really good at asking for help? How do you join the dots? It does that just come naturally to you because it sounds like you going to the music school, the best thing that came out of that was maybe more contacts. 
Well, it's generally just talking to people, constantly talking and doing, of course. Yeah. Um, practicing and growing, doing your part of job. But I've, I first started in a little group, which is called Combo here. Mm-hmm. So it's a normal practice for music schools. They put all their students together to play together. So I never did that. And I started with that. Then it grew up to a bigger band. And then I asked people if there is, for instance, a choir here. And I found a gospel choir. So I just came straight forward to the uh-huh. rehearsal and said, uh-huh. hi. <laughs> so I, I normally do this. Uh-huh. I just come and talk to people. And um, yeah, when I when I first started writing, composing songs, um, I didn't know what to do with that. I didn't know any producer or anything here. So I just spoke to my piano teacher who, who is a um, very well-known jazz musician. And I knew him mm-hmm. because I wrote an email to the bigger, biggest music school in, uh, in Catalonia. And I said, how about admissions? They told me, oh, we have a person who is responsible for this. And apparently it was my neighbor <laughs> just from the next street. It was amazing. Uh-huh. It was like Providence. I don't know. Things are going completely wild. It just cannot be because I do not live in Barcelona. I live yeah. out in a little town. Uh-huh. So discovering that one of the most influential people in this jazz education area, sorry, That's right. <laughs> was living next street. It was amazing. And I started classes with him. So I realized that I yeah. didn't have enough skills uh-huh. to... Uh, at that point to go and feel good in this big music school. But I started taking classes with this gentleman. Mm -hmm. And at some point I told him, you know what, I'm composing, but I have no idea what to do with my songs. And he said, there is a student, former student of mine who Uh is an acclaimed producer here in in the area. And he is really good. So he gave me the contact of the guy and it took me three months maybe to get some courage to call the guy yeah I <laughs> but, know. yeah but then finally i i made this call and um, we met and that's how it all worked that's how it all started yeah. and it, it's always like this you just talk to people you explain them that you're looking for this and that and they give you advice I know, I know. And it all just kind of snowballs and all the, these dots start connecting. And yeah, and this energy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you just create a momentum around it, which you were obviously really determined. Like you had a bee in your bonnet about this. You were like getting this done, figuring this out. What, like, was there something that sparked off in your mind? Did something happen? Did you just go, oh my God, I can't continue not singing and exploring music or I need to open this up in my life? Well, before that, I had a lot of inner work, you know, on this because I obviously always wanted to to make music. But I had such a strong resistance inside of me, such a disbelief in my abilities. Mm. I was absolutely sure that I do not have enough talent. There's, it's not worth even trying, mm. you know. And there was a moment in my life, 
just before everything started, when I was kind of on the fence, because I I felt like okay, I got to I got to find a new direction in my career in my life since I now live in this country and with all the circumstances given and with three children, where do I move? I had various options. For instance, I was writing a book. A child, uh, for children. Mm-hmm. I, I had it written actually. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about pursuing it with publishing houses and everything to publish it. And also I had a big charity project in mind for organizers since, uh, since I had experience as event organizer. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I, I set up a call with a coach. You know perfectly that yeah. coaches, they are just gold. <laughs> the mm-hmm. right one, mm-hmm. if you're lucky to find the right one, you're in a good hand. Mm-hmm. And after one or two sessions, she told me, look, you keep telling different scenarios, but the biggest energy I, I detect every time when it comes to music. And though you keep repeating that it's, you cannot, think about it for real but the energy just bursts every time you mention it so let's think why you do you think that it cannot be real mm-hmm. what what don't you have to pursue this and that was life-changing for me because that was the moment when i'm decided okay now it's seriously i'm going there <laughs> yes i know and i got really determined yeah you are and it's it's i mean just having been working with you since the summer it's unrelenting like your energy and your enthusiasm and your commitment to doing what you do and that's so interesting that the coach was able to hear your words hear your rationale for all the different projects but see and feel your energy from your body, from your heart, that like this was the thing that kind of was resonating the most. I'm, I'm glad you got that figured out. Yeah. And so, yeah, what was the um, like the biggest high point for you or like what's a moment that's occurred so far in you performing music or writing music that you're like, oh, my God, I did that. What? Last January, I had my first gig with a band which played almost only my my music. Uh-huh. Because before that, uh, before of that, I already had a lot of gigs with my swing band, with my choir, mm-hmm. and in a format of duo. But it was jazz standards. It was gospel music. It was something written already, uh, composed already. But... That was completely from scratch. So I wrote it, I composed it, I made all the uh, sheet music. I uh, found all the musicians. I found and trained my back vocalist. So for me, it was quite a lot of work. But the fact at the concert, at the stage, in this little club, which was packed because somehow I managed to get it sold out. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm totally sure that I cannot sell. This is obviously not uh, amongst my talents, (laughs) but it was packed. And I realized at this moment, oh my God, this is happening. And it's all done by by these hands (laughs) and this hand. I know. I was really proud. 
you know oh my god but to start from you know you were talking about i had a background in events management so it made sense i could do this charity project you know because you had you had background there and you have background in these other things but it really feels like you started with a a blank sheet with music and just like built it all the way up to something where you were like fully autonomous writing arranging organizing getting together the musicians well, in a way, still, you know, as a kid, I had my uh, music education in a uh-huh. music school. So I was not totally new to this. I uh, spoke this language, maybe not mm-hmm. on the level I needed to, but mm-hmm. still I was familiar to a lot yes. of concepts. But surely that was a leap of faith. Yeah. Because with writing, I've got my degree in journalism, so it it's only logical to go and mm-hmm. go this direction. But with music, no support, no infrastructure, nothing, literally. I know. <laughs> I know. And so it, it required a lot of belief. What would you say to yourself from today to Nadia maybe one year ago? two years ago about maybe what she was worried about at the beginning of that journey. What would you say now with the wisdom you have today? It's just that if you're being persistent, you will achieve what you want. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, your initial vision will not, will not coincide with the final result. Well, Mm -hmm. still I'm not at the final point. I'm not Mm -hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. But you know, it keeps changing, and you keep um, changing your mm, your your inner image of how it should be, and you adapting on the way. But I would just encourage myself. And a year ago, I had a major crisis because I felt very, very lonely in this journey. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I accomplished this and that, but I don't know how do I grow further because mm-hmm. still, mm, I, I just felt like in a desert, you know, in a way. And I felt stuck with composing. I felt like no one needs it. And it's just ridiculous what what I'm doing, but then I discovered you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! We discovered you. <laughs> oh, really? When first I just saw your funny videos uh-huh. uh, on some vocal hacks, and it was very interesting for me because I I'm teaching myself, uh-huh. and um, and I constantly I'm in search of this new information, new interesting hacks. And I saw your videos, I laughed a lot, and I found some of them really, really useful. But then I started watching your longer videos, and in one of them I saw you um, talking about this program. And just from description of it, you know, it was like, zing! And I already have enough experience to you know react on the zing uh-huh. <laughs> when i have that uh-huh. I, just like, oh. <laughs> I know this i know this feeling <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so again like the same with this call to the musical producer it took me a while uh-huh. to get myself together and to actually apply for a call with you to get to know you because 
I had this, okay, who am I? There are people who are better, who are much more talented. And Gemma, she's, she's famous. She won't. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so insecure. But I think the greatest thing you did after we had this first conversation, you just sent me videos, some replays from. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's it's better better than explaining anything, you know, yes. because it explains itself. You see that there are people of different age, people of a different level of English, because I was really concerned about that, you know, different level of their skills at this point, because someone is more skilled with poetry, the other one is a mm, is a really good singer, the other one is really skilled as a composer and songwriter. So Everyone has his own strengths and uh, weaknesses. And yeah, so I felt, okay, I'm actually fitting in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so, I, you know what? I need to remember that because I totally agree with what you're saying. It, and I, this was my theory was that it's better to show than to just tell and explain and just show somebody because the community aspect for me has become so important and everyone feeling like they belong and that everyone brings value like you bring tons of value into the community and so do many others um and i think it's been amazing to see you all connect and support each other through the co-writes do you feel like that's been important in your journey and in your process with us in true artists the collaboration and the community Oh, for me, true artist became a game changer. Uh -huh. No, seriously, because I felt home from the very first minute. I still remember the moment when you told me, okay, how about uh, you just go and write song together? And I didn't plan to. I, I was just joining the first call to see how it was. <laughs> okay. And we actually wrote a really good song with Sonia. Uh, and I'm planning to release it because it's, it's worth it. Amazing. And you know, I just met such amazing people over there and I learned so much. And because of all this rhythm we take and it's a little bit, there is no competition, I would say, lots mm -hmm. of support, mutual support, but still there are some commitments, there are some deadlines mm -hmm. and I don't know, I actually now don't count anymore, but I think since I joined the um the community i wrote seven eight new songs maybe not all of them amazing for, for community purposes uh -huh. but still you know because i'm constantly in this cre creative mode yes. and still we talking about a lot um uh, we're doing a lot of talking about um the creative process we read books together we discuss yeah. them mm -hmm. that just it's like bringing more and more wood to the fire, you know, and yeah. fire gets bigger and bigger. So that's how I feel it. And I don't feel alone anymore, you know, because this is the biggest thing for me because I found a lot of amazing people with same problems, uh, with very same situation. And mm -hmm. we always can talk to each other and uh, talk our struggles through and together. It's easy to find solutions, you know. And I love the way how we support each other. I yeah. love it too. Honest to God, I I can't. I I feel bad for getting as much 
joy out of it. I'm like, how can this be my job? <laughs> this is like, <laughs> it's so cool. And uh, I really, um, and I am very careful about who I bring in because I really want the dynamic to feel supportive, not feel competitive. And I love that analogy of like every week we're just stoking the fire. And I think it's amazing being around other people, watching them go through and share struggles and see them figure it out and get through and come out the other side. Um, so that's really important. What if you like everything now you've been through so far, what would be your advice to somebody who is thinking about starting out, starting to write, starting to perform? What would be your advice for them? Well, I think that first and fundamental thing, working with Inner critic is crucial because this is something which stops us from, from even trying, you know, from letting ourselves getting serious, getting into it, into what we, what we want. Mm -hmm. And another thing uh, is finding your tribe mm -hmm. because without that, you just, maybe you succeed in this journey, but it will be much tougher, probably much longer and much less enjoyable. You know, yeah. so just look for your people, look for your gang. Oh, totally. We're, this is how we work as humans. We're meant to be in tribes. We're meant to be in groups and collaborating and supporting. We feel safe. We get inspired. So totally uh, love that. Nadia, thanks so much for chatting to me today about all of this. Thank you for having me, Gemma. Thanks. <laughs>